Stardate DS9. Welcome to Star Trek Discovery Pod, a kind of smart, kind of funny podcast covering new and classic Trek. I'm your captain, ready with some latinum, Mariah Gossett. With me on the view screen, we have... Clyde Haynes, uh, rule of acquisition 190. Mm. Pay your captain. Uh, and Paul Tatachit. I forgot to get a pun, so I apologize. <laughs> You're catching up, Paul. You're oh, catching up. Oh, oh no. I, I, I feel like you guys are like like true Ferengi and I'm like nog with my lobes are no. just not big enough. And I just i just I don't have the lobes. I don't have the lobes. It's okay. The lobes will come. Tonight we are covering the sixth episode of the third season of Lower Decks. Hear all, trust nothing, aka the 190th rule of the Ferengi. Uh, but first, Paul. Welcome to the podcast. It's your first time on. We'd love to learn a little bit more about you, your history with Star Trek, some fond Trek memories. Tell us okay. about yourself. Well, uh, thank you for having me, of course. Like, you know, uh, let's see. I'm Paul. I started watching Star Trek, uh, I guess it was reruns of TOS. That, that's when, you know, uh, so I'm a, a Spock, Kirk, McCoy, kind of like that. That's my intro. And then I basically... It was before social media, so I was just like basically a Star Trek fan in my house by myself, you know. So like I'm like the, in the secluded shuttlecraft of like a, a fandom, uh, and so I'm, I just gone and just, I mean I, I kind of like memorized every episode ish. Uh, my one of my favorite memories is like I met my wife and uh, we made out to you know to episode of Voyager. <laughs> classic so, yeah. that is a star trek fan. That's, that is yeah it, it was it was really weird too because like uh the move that i made was basically hey like uh the rerun of voyager at midnight it's you know it's it's uh it's, it's gonna be on soon so if we don't get to your place you won't be able to watch it and and that, that was the entree and smooth i know i know very i mean it worked it worked it was smooth that's right it absolutely 20, was smooth because it worked yeah 21 years later <laughs> Okay. Would you say then that Voyager is your favorite uh, Trek or what's your, what, what's like your top Trek shows in, in I, your heart of hearts? I think my heart of hearts is like DS9. Like, you know, like mm. uh, not to jump ahead, but today's, you know, like this episode, like when the music was coming on, I was going like, oh, you know, I don't actually cry on the outside, but on the inside, I think I'm, I'm happy crying <laughs> <laughs> when, when the music was coming on. <laughs> I was going like, oh, wow, this is really moving to me. Like, uh, but I think... I think it goes, it goes like DS9, uh, uh, Next Gen, and it might be Strange New World, like in that order. As far as like my, I don't, I don't understand this, Paul. Let me get this straight. Yeah, you made out with a woman, <laughs> with a woman, yes, two <laughs> Voyager. That's right, right, right. A, a, a like willing, a real too. person, a That's willing right. live person. That's right. Two Voyager. And it's like at best fourth or fifth. Yeah, like you and know, I'm. I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah, like I, I, I look back at the, well, you say it now, and I see it. I see. Oh my god, maybe maybe my priorities are messed up. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just. It, what it tells me is your love for DS9 is it. It speaks to me. I'm like, wow, he wow. really cares about these shows. He really likes this show because I think for most Trek fans, that would immediately make them that that their best, the favorite show ever. On in the history of television, oh, uh, well, my wife's. Just I okay. understand. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, that's great. Uh, uh, all right, uh, 
fun times. I'm excited for you to join us, Paul. We're going to jump into a bit of this episode. But first, just a reminder, you can listen to this episode on Apple, Spotify, YouTube. All of the links and more are at StarTrekPod.co. And if you are loving all this content and you would like some more, you can join us at Patreon.com slash StarTrekPod. Um, and for just $2 per episode, you get to join us in our exclusive Slack channel where there are watch alongs happening. There's lots of chit chat today. Everyone was sharing their brand new little lower decks avatars. It was yes. a good time. So definitely come over and join us there if you can. Clyde, how else can listeners uh, interact with us tonight here on YouTube? If you happen to be watching us live, wherever you are, are watching, and you want to leave us a comment, you want us to ask us a question, then just type capital P, capital O, capital D, capital pod in the chat, and we'll take a listen. And in a short moment, we will ask a very important question. You'll know what it is when it comes, and just type capital H, capital F, capital HF in the chat, and we'll take a look at yours. Indeed. Um all right. I think it's time we dive into the salon and revisit this tacky Cardassian fascist eyesore uh, with Here All Trust Nothing, which was directed by Phil Mark uh, Sag- Saga Draka and written by Grace Para Janey. Um, and I think it might be time for some of those hot freaks. Hot freaks. Oh, yeah. So, so just so you know, like, <laughs> and this is this is maybe sharing too much too soon, but like, never. So, uh, so throughout, like, literally until your pod, which is a long time. Like, I always in my brand said it's Jonathan Franks, and even when it said Jonathan Franks, I translated it to Franks, and only after like, I go, oh, it is Franks. <laughs> Hi, Franks. Oh. Oh wow! That that you know, like oh, those. Anyway, that neither here nor there. I apologize, but that that was that was a hot freak for you. That is that is a hot freak about you, Paul. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, Clyde. What what's what was your hot freak about this episode? Give me some tasty tasty thoughts. Listen, I've never claimed to say DS Nine was my favorite. Um, Look. Like, Paul, you're new, so everyone new, else has yeah, heard right. me say this. Yeah. So everybody else was like, I know what he's going to say. I love a ship, right? And <laughs> the runabout is not exactly what I call the ship. I'm a big fan of space operas and battles and ships. I want to see ships do ship-like stuff. Um, and DS9 is a station that can move, but largely just stations. So... That being said, I absolutely love this episode. And it was great. Like when they showed Quark, and I was thinking, and the same thing with Kieran. When they showed Quark, I was like, are they going to recast the voice or is this going to be the voice? And I was waiting and it was like, yes. And when I saw Kira, they had her walking around, not saying anything. And then boom, I was like, yes. So there was a lot of nostalgia, a lot of. Um, a lot of emotion that came back. It felt like one of the best throwbacks that Lower Decks has ever done. Um, it wasn't just a casual mention. They really integrated the the cast. And this is different from like kind of the stuff they, they've done before where it was just like right at the, the end or just for a moment. This felt like, like we were literally on DS9. And so I love that. I love Tendi. Like 
this was maybe my favorite Tindy moment of the series. Uh, and, you know, it's, and again, we're getting more of Mariner kind of three dimensional. Now we're seeing her kind of in the relationship, doing the things that we all do, trying to impress the friends. And so by and large, I thought this was a great episode. Um, yeah. High marks for me. Paul, what were, what were, what were your thoughts? Uh, DS9 is my favorite, uh, though I do love ships. <laughs> I, 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 do, I do love ships. Uh, and like when, when basically uh, the Cerritos was admiring the station in awe and the music was playing, again, I, like that part of me that loves, you know, DS9 was like, like happy crying inside. I, I was going like, Oh my god! This is so. This is so. This is, this is, that it was that part of me. I was going like, "Wow! I can't believe that!" Like you know, uh, that is such a core of my uh, Star Trek fandom. Like you know, this bit. Like it was just. It was uh, that part was pretty amazing. Uh, I thought this is the best episode of the season. You know, uh, and it could be biased because I am a big DS Nine fan. Uh, like. It, like, like e- even when, like, you know, the part that I love, like, the, just the little details that were great, like, you know, when Boimler uh, was double downing on the, on the, uh, on the, what you call it, on the Daba wheel, but, mm-hmm. it, but like, the real bet is, like, triple over, like, in the, as it goes, triple, uh, triple, uh, Daba, whatever, you know, double, da- <laughs> you know, I was like, like, ah, that's right, they, they, they did the research. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, so, so I, I, I just loved it, I just loved it. Yeah, truly. I I had a really good time with this episode too. I almost wanted them to do like the full credit song as they uh-huh. like, I was like, Ooh, you could have kept go. I know why uh-huh. you cut this off. Cause you have to meet a time constraint, but yeah. I was like, I wish there was an extended cut where it's just them circling like for the entirety uh, of sure, the sure. deep space nine theme song. Cause I mm-hmm. think that would be hilarious, hilarious. and amazing. Or, or, um, or, every, or every time they cut out to the, the Cerritos, you know, it's still circling. <laughs> yes. It's still circling. Um, <laughs> But yeah, my hot break is uh, similar to all of y'all's. I really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was so much fun. It is um, the best of lower decks in that it is giving you nostalgia, but at the same time, bringing something fresh and new. You're still getting to see characters that you love um, while also getting to, um, you know, hang out with our brand new crew that we have and getting to learn more about them. I agree, Clyde. I thought this was such a fun Tendi episode. I've been- oh, good. loving learning more about her and i thought um mesk was a really funny counterpart to her um and again we get kind of this morality bow at the end of all of this right that you should just be yourself what seems to be like a continuing message throughout this whole season so i really enjoyed it Chupi says her hot freak is she loves tindy she says uh she quoted i'm pirating let's go Yes. I like, I need that on like a shirt or like a bumper sticker. That's just like, out of the way I'm pirating. (laughs) Um, And unfortunately guys, I can't see our comments on our end, but I can see them on YouTube. So we're going to have to just read them. We can't bring them up on screen. So apologies for that. Um, We'll try to get that fixed for next time. Let's see. Hot freight from Kuhn. All hail the Cardassian imperialist. I I'm so glad that DS9 is getting its due. Um, Michael L. Hot Freak. I like how the goodwill gifts from the Alpha Quadrant are all booze. 
Very classic Alpha Quadrant. Uh, Michael also had, uh, this was a long-awaited love letter to DS9, and it was awesome. Kira Nerez is back, and she has Cisco's baseball. So good. Yeah. yeah. Tight. That was a, that was a, look, I think we spent way too much time last week talking about what could convince Avery Brooks to come back. It was a, that was a nice touch to bring in mm-hmm. Kira in that office and ha- and and to reference the baseball it was that that felt like a a really nice touch um yeah so to start back we'll wind it back we'll try to go through in a sort of orderly fashion but you know us we'll jump around a bit um in the cold open we get the cerritos via the captain's log um from captain freeman they're bringing said booze to uh the karema am i saying that right karema uh, for the meeting at the DS9 to reopen trade agreements in the Gamma Quadrant. Um, they were men- members of the Dominion, um, if we want to remember back to DS9. Um, I wanted to ask y'all, when you first saw the station and we get that kind of moment and then we cut to the credits, right? Like my mind started immediately going to, who are we going to see on the station? So if you could have picked your ideal um cameos in this episode who would have they who would they have been what i mean i've i've got i've got a couple because i thought about it it was so so i'll say this the first moment i didn't think we would see anyone i thought we'd hear about people but i didn't know that we'd still see people and then the then when i thought oh i saw kira i was like well who are we gonna see right so there was this thought of would we see, you know, the warps, the Miles O'Briens, you know, I'd want to see Jadzia, but, you know, yeah. I'd end, yes, and I'd end up with Esri. <laughs> and and I hate Esri. to say it, I, Esri's all right, just knows Jadzia. So no. I'd I say ultimately I was hoping for like Warp and then Miles. Like it, it was so nice to see Miles on multiple. Star Trek franchises. I thought it'd been nice to see him on this one too. We did get a reference to him in the um, beginning of the episode, or at least his mirror version. Smiley, mm-hmm. smiley, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think, like right now, like, I think at least from what I remember, Miles is, a, is in Starfleet Academy teaching. Worf is an ambassador. Uh, the people who are on Deep Space Nine are Kira, uh, Julian, and Esri. I think those are the people who are can cannot. And Quark, yes, canonically there. Uh, that said, like what I was hoping for was like a like a quick like ethereal like you know profit uh, like like emissary like you know Cisco like just just one one quick blip you know supernatural Cisco. I, I was hoping that that would happen, but like that that was going to be tough. Uh, Cisco mm-hmm. is in the wormhole, right? Yes. And I know at, at Star Trek Day, and I think I brought this up last week too, like they like because everyone always asks, like, what is it gonna take to get Avery Books back on on Star Trek? And like apparently every the, podcast, yes. Every podcast, everyone asks. And I I think it was even Alex Kurtzman who might have addressed it. I can't even remember it. It was like someone very official who was just like, the offer has been made. Back but we have not received <laughs> a yes. So it's just like we have tried. We promise we have tried. <laughs> it is now out of their hands. <laughs> um, but I agree. It would have been really fun to see. I did like the baseball, though. I thought that was mm-hmm. a nice way yeah. for them to bring him in. 
Um, I got so excited seeing Kira on my screen again. I like literally did like a weird, I don't even know what I did. I did like an excited hands movement gesture to the point where I literally just rewind and, and started the episode from the beginning again. Cause I was like, I'm so excited. I need to like absorb all of these details. Cause I did not know we were going to get this, uh, this particular episode. And it made me so happy. And I think it's a really smart way for them to get to pay homage to a lot of these legacy characters because it's like they're just voice acting. They don't, it doesn't matter if they've aged. Mm-hmm. They get to kind of embody these characters again. It's probably a lot easier for them to record these lines in their closets than to have to come and get into all the makeup, especially mm-hmm. uh, for Armin, for Quark, because that would mm-hmm. be quite a lot, I'm sure, <laughs> um, at this point. But I was impressed with the way... Um, his vocal performance was, I wonder if they sent him any kind of like mouthpiece to kind of uh, figure out a way for it to sort of match the way he sounded when he was in full prosthetics. What did y'all think of their vocal performances, Nana and Armin? I thought it, it was fine. You know, like, like I, I, I didn't notice, I guess I, I wasn't looking for, it. I was still, the, the, the part of my brain was still screaming. Yay. 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 So I, I, I didn't really. Uh, <laughs> the excitement a- overtook. <laughs> Yeah, there was a whole discussion about this in the in the Slack channel on the spoilers, um, on the spoilers board earlier. Just really kind of discussing: is it really them? It sounds like the, the voices sound just slightly different, uh, but everybody was like, "It's absolutely them," because they were and people people were looking for their names in the credits. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought, for me, it was that was a home run. I thought they did a, an incredible job. It's been a long time, and yet they've come back to re- just embody these characters, and enough that it for me it felt so real. Um, and I think I think this series has done this really well. When we think about um, kind of any of the other cameos that we've had, this felt better than a cameo, though. This oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. That's this exactly felt more than that. Yeah, I mean, they were fully fleshed out characters and like main characters of this episode, which is definitely a little bit different from a typical lower mm-hmm. decks episode, while our like main cast definitely, at least Tendi and Rutherford sort of played bigger parts in the movement of the plot. Um, you know, I think this was some of the most we've seen of of upper deckers, if you will, <laughs> this mm-hmm. this season. So it was definitely a little bit heavier, I think, on that side of the plot. Um Someone did, I saw it from Michael L. I'm trying to find it. He asked about the Vancouver and mm-hmm. how it got rerouted. Oh, here it is. Uh, so the Vancouver is rerouted to the Hasparga system. What the hell is a brown hole? And this actually brings up a big question I had when I rewatched this episode is, yes, a brown hole actually doesn't exist. And so I'm wondering if this is the start of like the back half of our season of like what's actually going on with the Vancouver. We've got this shady uh, stuff happened to Rutherford. Is this somehow all connected? Cause we've sort of been bringing up these smaller plot points. And I'm wondering if this is going to tie together in some yeah. way. I think, I think Commander Freeman or not uh, Captain Freeman actually said, that's not even a real thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's... <laughs> it's true. So... There's brown, there's black holes and there's um, brown, brown stars. Or something like that. Dwarves. Dwarves. Brown, brown dwarves. dwarves yeah. Yes. Which is a, a type of star, planet. I mean, I, like I think it'll be interesting to see, to your point, like, w- what's the backstory? Like, we're f- usually, we, even last season, right? We got this whole intrigue, this, I'll call it a C plot with the pack lids. Mm-hmm. We haven't really gotten too much of that this year. 
Um, and I think now we're probably starting to get there. So it'll be interesting to see how that that fleshes out. And and look, I love the fact that at the very end of the episode, um, Kira came over and was like, Mariner, it Mariner is like a galactic norm, right? Like yes. everywhere she walks in, it's like norm, Mariner. like Mariner, like everybody knows. Oh, look at that. Oh, look, the chat finally came back. <laughs> Huzzah. Um, Huzzah. Yes, I know. It's going to be, I, I actually saw an article, um, apparently when the script came out, Tawny Newsom, originally Mariner, was not supposed to have that ending scene on DS9, but she is such a big DS9 fan that she just like bugged Mike McMahon to rewrite the ending so she could get a little scene on the station because she's like, I know Mariner is not a DS9 fan, but I am, and I need to be <laughs> on this station. <laughs> Love it. Look, look at that flex. What a flex. It's like and reason like, 275 that Tawny Newsom is the best. Got it. Yes, yes. We love we love a fan who's making the show itself. Mm-hmm. Um Let's see. So our kind of main lower decks plot point this episode is Tendi and Rutherford. They're fan uh, star trekking around DS9. And then they run into an additional um, Orion mask who is voiced by Adam Paley. Um, And I feel like he shows up and gets really into Tendi's head about like fitting into stereotypes um, and her ha- trying to distance this part of her, which felt kind of reminiscent to last week. I, at least I thought last week's episode with Rutherford, who also had to sort of face a past version of himself, right? And decide what he wanted to do moving forward. What did you think of Mesk and Tendi's uh, interactions? I, I think for me, I loved it. Um, you know, the thing that's so great about Lower Decks is that they do the thing that I feel like no other series can do. And that's poke at, reveal, and discuss the things that are a little bit, I don't want to say concerning, but need to be discussed about Star Trek, right? And, and kind mm-hmm. of this future that we, that we look to, we aspire to be. And that's this idea that the Federation is this great thing. And often what we see is that people are fitting into this culture. Um, and what Lower Decks is kind of poking at with last week's episode, this week's episode, and and. I think also with with Mariner as well is this idea of I've got to hide part of myself, change part of myself to fit in. And I'm on this journey of identity to be the Federation. And so the idea that Tindy would want to hide her pirate Orion past because of all of the stereotypes that people would think about in terms of uh, Orion's versus someone who is pretending <laughs> kind of posing and leaning, Orion. yeah <laughs> yeah like <laughs> leaning into all of the stereotypes because they lack identity is it feels very authentic to me of something that would actually has happened kind of in my life it's like mine too no, I, yeah. I, was gonna say, I was gonna say the same yeah. thing like like in some ways it's the most like uh, how, what was the best way to say it? Like, it's a re- very you could make a whole like a drama about that, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, it, like they do it in a very light and fun way, but the experience is real. Like, you know, where you know, like you're you're trying to fit in, and someone wants you to act a different way versus, and and sometimes you're the other way where you know, like, oh, 
this person doesn't want to deal with you, but like they're the only person that you have a, a connection with, you know, whether it be just, you know, uh, culturally or not. And, and you're just trying to trying to make a connection. Like you can see that uh, uh, the Ryan dude, he just wanted a connection, right? He wanted mm -hmm. to find that the person that he could really be. And, and you know, basically he was a loner. He was alone. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and it was done in a very great way. And I thought that was like so emotionally authentic that's that, that's the best word Clyde. You, you had it like authentic well, well and i think what's what's interesting is that when you think about track one of the things i love about track is that there's a name for us right that like there's not a name for for people who are really into other things really i mean you got a couple but we're trackies and there's something about when you find your people and i think when you're when you're going on this journey of of identity you can look at and go, well, I'm looking for people who look like me, who are from the same place that I am. But there's something about Trekkies that when you get together where you go, I think I found my people. And I think we see a little bit, we see a little bit of that here where he is trying to, you know, fit in, trying to, he's like, oh, there's a, there's someone who looks like me. We, you know, I've got to pretend to be this, this person. And the whole thing about Star Trek and the Federation is, you found your people not because of where you're from, but because of this call to mission, right? That you, you're you serving this greater mission to explore, uh, you know, areas of the galaxy that haven't been explored before, the Cerritos to, you know, come in and sweep up after the, the A-team, so. Yeah, I and I liked that we eventually see Tendi sort of... Uh, I don't know if it's embraced, but use the lessons that she's learned from a part of like her cultural background that she does not always like to uh, connect with, but ended up being useful. Right. And I think it, it, it kind of connects back to the idea of like a lot of times the things that people think of other folks, cultures aren't necessarily like quote unquote, like bad. They're just like different. And if applied in different ways, I think people would have different viewpoints around it, right? So like, because Tendi had good intentions and used all of the pirate skills to to get what needed to be done, done, right? I'm, there, there are things that I want to say, but I'm scared that I will get my black card taken away from me if I reveal <laughs> too much. Um, I think we, you can only do that for yourself, Clyde. Well, well, it's a whole culture. They, they'll be like, Whew, it will get revoked. And I'll be like, well, it's not in my wallet anymore. Um, it, it, like, it's not like Capital One. No. It's, what, what's in your wallet? There, there, is, a, there is a council. Yeah, <laughs> you that's know, right. You, so I'll tread lightly. But what I think about, so you know, in the African-American culture, we talk about code switching all the time, right? Mm -hmm. That when sure. you're in a place, being able to, to, to switch one thing and there's this, it feels like there's this whole diaspora, this whole culture that you've got behind you that you don't, in certain places, you don't bring to the forefront. And then there are these moments where it comes out, sometimes it's useful, right? And there are You'll see someone, and it happens to me every day. You'll see someone, and you'll catch someone's eyes, and it's just like, "Hey, I see you!" Right? There's a nod. There's a there's something happens, and there are these moments where it's useful. Where it's like, you know, you're at a concert, and there's a whole bunch of stuff going on, and you don't know what's happening, and it's like, "Oh, well, I see somebody," and you're like, "Hey, man!" Like, 
what's happening? It's like, yeah, man, the band's not here. Right. We don't know where they are. And you're like, all right. And so there are these moments where this culture that you have becomes useful that you don't always bring to the fore, depending on the places that you're in. And so when Tindy was like, mm, there's some things about me you don't know. Right. Right. Like. I, I think that's uh, yeah. I think you've done a great job of like coming to that line without getting your car revoked. Like you know, you, 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 good job. <laughs> I mean, I got listen. Like, I, like, I say like, it like this: most people in my life know me from a, a bunch of different places, and what they don't know is that I was born on the south side of Chicago in a not so nice part. So, so like Tindy, I you know I'm not about to jump across, you know the the room and pull somebody's gold tooth out, but there's some things about me that could be useful in a pinch. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know, Clyde. <laughs> um, love it. I love it. I got layers. Yeah, yes, I got like layers. a parfait. Like a parfait. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for not saying onion. I appreciate that, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> we got parfaits all the way around. Um, our other kind of bigger plot point with our lower deckers this episode is between Jennifer and Mariner, where Mariner will one. Jennifer, I watched twice to make sure Jennifer comes out of Mariner's bunk. So they yes. were yep. oh, yeah. definitely hanging out together. Was um, that not obvious? I, the I first time I was like the first time I thought it was like the next bunk over. And then I rewatched it and I was like, oh no, that's the same bunk Mariner got out of. But, um, but, but imagine like, you know, there that's you a small are. bunk. <laughs> yeah, it's a small bunk, but and you're both in uniform. <laughs> Just like it's taking just, a little nap in your it uniform. Just, it, 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 it's just a little, it's just odd, right? Like, you know. <laughs> Sometimes know. you need it's a cute. cuddle. What, but, but, what, you know. But if you're, yeah, if you, but if your bed's in the hallway, like, it's already odd. I mean, yeah, you're young, you're in love, you're in Starfleet, you're going to cuddle in your uniform in it's your bunk adorable. hallway. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in your hallway bunk, it's going to happen. Um, but Mariner is finally going to meet Jennifer's, AKA Jenny's friends, much to her dismay. Uh, at this salon where everyone is um, it, it felt like walking into one of those LA crystal shops where someone's telling you to, <laughs> to, 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 to just like whatever one is speaking to you is the one that you should purchase. You know, there's like that weird etherealness to it. And I was like, Oh, I'm glad astrology bitches still exist in Starfleet. It's funny you say, right. it, it reminds me of like, I was in Austin last week and I feel like I was going through shops and that, and everything had that vibe of like, yes. you know, so, so I was going like, Oh wow, this is, this is a thing. Mariah, I have just <laughs> taken a drink of water. You're and I was thinking, if I spit this all over my laptop, I'm sending you the bill. <laughs> Yeah. No, no, but you're 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 dead on right. Like, like I was just like, I was shocked when I saw it. And I was like, this is I want this to be so just a joke, but it's not like these places actually exist. These people do. And you know, I'm in LA and I, you know, do the kid drop off every morning and you'll hear things. So you'll hear parents talking. And I was walking behind some, because, you know, I heard some locals call it, uh-oh, it's the parent march, right? So you drop kids off, and then you're walking back to your car, to your house or whatever. And so it's a bunch of parents walking. Um, and you, I'm standing behind a bunch of parents, and they're just talking. It's like, 
yeah, the energy in that place was just really, really off. And, and someone was like, you know, I have some crystals for that. And I was just like, and so then I watched this episode and I was like, it's, it's so real. Like it, that's so, so real. Like when they are yelling at her to not blow out the candles because of their intentions, I died. I died <laughs> laughing. I was like, y'all are Starfleet people and you're still like, don't blow out my intentions candle as we run out of oxygen. And, but you know what? The response, Mariner's response was the best response ever. And that was mm-hmm. to face them. <laughs> I know I kind of wanted like a Mariner verbal takedown because it, it felt like it would have been so good. But I also am just like, she was so done. And she's like, I need them all to just be quiet. I need everyone quiet at this point. I'm done. Um, but mostly I'm concerned about Mariner and Jennifer, because if those are the people Jennifer is hanging out with and is I know! to stay with I didn't as friends. I, I, I didn't, didn't want to say it. It, it wasn't my place to say. Thank but, you, Mariah. I, I was, I was like, thinking it, but I was, better, yeah, I'm not saying it. <laughs> that better be the best lay of your life, Mariner, for you to put up with these friends. Like, <laughs> Okay, for the record, I told Paul before we joined that you can best believe at some point we'd have an inappropriate conversation. Yeah, 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 that's right. You did. It, it's here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we made it. We made, We've it. made it. No. I, Although the know, Kobayashi I'm... Maroon was yeah, yeah, a right. beautiful you can't, you can't. You can't dance it wrong. Can't dance it wrong. <laughs> or that you're right. You can't dance it right. If I'm ever um, dancing and someone's like, what is happening? I'm going to be like, it's the Kobayashi Maru. <laughs> um, oh my goodness. I did have that. I was like, Mariner, if these are her friends, I know she likes you, but if these are her friends, run away. Well, no, she was I- also like, I know my friends are terrible. I was looking forward to you basically being mean to them like, is that's, like that's not better it's not, <laughs> it's not better. better you're right it's paul better. it's not better like i i have a saying that i always use like you're like the person you pick tells me more about you than you do and like <laughs> you know it, uh, and so like you know these are the friends that jen jenny picked and i'm going like oh my god they're 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 just like such cookie cut out sorority weaponized yoga type people <laughs> so like i was like oh this is like it's not gonna last it's not gonna last you know yeah either jennifer's gonna have to find some new friends and like get melded into our lower deckers or Mm -hmm. or i don't think it's gonna last for them i do want to see though now the two of them outside of their friend groups i'm hoping we get an episode this Mm -hmm. season where we get sort of a a or b plot with mariner and jennifer so we can kind of see what their relationship is like because thus far i feel like Mm -hmm. we've just had very small like teasers of it like to go back to what you guys were saying about like what the arc is you know like you know the seasonal arc like i feel like what they're really setting up and i could this is completely shot in the dark kind of thing is like in the season it seems like mariner is really trying to play ball and so the real flip would be like she doesn't play ball at the end in in some very catastrophic Mm -hmm. way right Mm -hmm. like and probably have to do with the the archaeology exactly Mm -hmm. like you know like Mm -hmm. so i really like that moment in that episode because like you could it was setting i felt like it was setting up like you know you can play along as but you know you know who you are you Mm -hmm. know in the same way thematically to like 10 d and like you know like you can only play the role for so long before you have to either integrate or you know or just flip and be Mm -hmm. what you're going to be so I, I don't I don't know if that relationship is long for the world, Jennifer, J- J- Jenny, and Mariner. 
and and truth be told, I, I I actually prefer Mariner a little more gunslinger roguish. You know, like her her, her playing uh her playing house. You know, uh, seems like it's holding her back from what I want. You know, whereas Boimler which is being chaos. Bold, <laughs> yeah, whereas Boimler being bold, really, I think like he had very little in this episode, and I go like, oh, like you know, I, I still felt like it was what's the word I want to use? It was uh uh like you could see the storyline. Like e- even as we don't cut too much of the Boimler, you know that he was having a good time. Mm-hmm. And he and he was he's really doing it. And and at, at the end when he goes and goes, oh, well, you know, cork bucks, yeah, I'll take that instead. He's still Boimler. Yes, he, he's still boiling. So, like, anyway, I need him to have a date, though. Like, I'm Boimler? tired of yeah, everybody's talking about. Well, I was like, Chupi just said, "Hey, Pod, yeah. Boimler is officially sexy." And we, between the premiere episode, where all the farmers' daughters That's wanted right. to get with Boimler, and this up with Jenny, <laughs> Jenny's, all of Jenny's friends are super into Boimler, oh. and then we've got this table full of women who predominantly were there because he had a giant pile of money in front of him but like still i like that he he got like more like the undressing and like the hair slicked back you know absolutely (laughs) Uh, but one of my favorite uh jokes about boimler uh was like when uh the girls were came to mariner and she goes uh about Boyman, like, I know he's, he's not aging backwards. He's just, it's just a vitamin deficiency. I was going, oh, that's, it, it's such a good, because like, you know, there was that episode in, in uh, uh, Next Generation where like the guy was aging backwards because he took some pills. And so like, like even that throwaway line, it was referential to something, you know, in the canon. And I was like, oh, this is such a good show. It's so, it's so, so, so parfait, like Clyde. <laughs> so many layers of parfait. <laughs> Hey, All don't like it. I, listen, I love a good parfait. Okay, I'm just saying. So, so that's I love it. You can call me a parfait. Great, I had one this morning. You didn't I, know I, that, but I yeah, had one this go. morning. My uh, like weird theory is that they're having to set up the fact that Boimler is at least semi-attractive because eventually when we get the live action version of Mariner and Boimler on the crossover, like Jack Quaid's a pretty good looking kid. So it's like he can't, you know, it would be hard to make him super uggo. (laughs) (laughs) True. Facts. Um, I, there was a lot of laugh out loud uh, lines for me in this particular episode. And Michael L pulled out one of my favorites, which was everything I learned about Orion's was from the hollow novels, the bad ones, the ones with boobs on the cover. <laughs> uh, um, that was that one, hilarious. That one was really great. Um, You're right. There's so many, there's so many moments of, of dialogue in this episode that is just kind of like, you almost want to go back because you were laughing so hard you missed yeah. things that were actually funnier yeah. than what you were laughing at. Yeah, like, like it's like the things that they throw away are still gold. Mm-hmm. That's what I was. That's what I really liked about this episode. Um, I, I there was another moment that I thought was really a, a fun kind of um, through in the episode is Kira and Shax who know each other from uh, from the war and kind of their back and forth about who owes who. Uh, their lives and them arguing about it. I was like, this is so perfect to their personalities to have them not be like, oh no, you, oh no, you. It's like, they're like, no, I <laughs> avenged you and you avenged me. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. Um, you know, it's that bizarre and humil- humility, you know, if that's all it is. Yeah, I just, I think, um, you know, it was nice to see, like, I we look at Kira as such a strong character. 
throughout DS9. Um, this this felt a little bit different. Like this was, it, it, I don't know if it told me more about her or more about Shax, mm-hmm. um, but that their relationship of of this almost brother sisterly kind of sibling quality was really nice to see, right? Um, and I, I I really did enjoy it. Like I, I I think it did make me like Shax more. I think if I'm being honest, Shaq's character may have come the furthest from like episode one, right? And he's had like, to I die think... and become a whole yeah, new I know. person. He, did. <laughs> he really did. It's a true rebirth. Um, but it's just, I think we see him as, as in every turn kind of warm and endearing and mentoring. And, you know, it's, it's fascinating to see the development of that character in particular, mm-hmm. you know, and, weirdly a lover as well. Like we see a lot of sides of shacks, maybe some that I don't need to see. <laughs> yeah, but, we've seen a lot of sides of shacks. <laughs> a lot of sides of shacks. <laughs> I was going to say, we also saw just a glimmer of um, Tahana uh, at the bar where she's mm. like drinking, like exactly. licking like, the, the yeah, drink the out bar, of, yeah. uh, cracked me up. These small details. Um, the other thing we, I would say the major other, other major plot point we haven't discussed yet is the Karema and Cork, who, um, in an attempt to negotiate, um, Captain Freeman brings them to Cork to show them, like, look, you can make money here. Yay, capitalism. It can happen in the Alpha Quadrant for you. Um, but they find out that he's been using some of their technology, takes him on board, um, and chaos ensues. And that's where we get our badass Tendi moment. My biggest question, though, is at the end, in order to keep Cork from going to their jail, um, they negotiate a 76% uh, share of his profits, which to me sounds way too high for a Cork negotiation. Way too high. I don't know. Like, Not not to disagree, but like, you know, uh, I remember the episode uh, where, what you call it, uh, where we met the... uh, I always call him the karma, but the karema, like, you know, mm-hmm. the first time. And uh, they're pretty savvy businessmen. They're, they're the Ferengi of the, uh, of the Gamma Quadrant, right? All right. And so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's and, and Quark had a really interesting relationship. Like, like they, they caught Quark and they were going to suspend Quark. And like, you know, and Quark was like giving up all the, this, this like concession in order to, to basically try to not, you know, not have them cancel the contracts and stuff like that so like mm-hmm. uh, they're pretty shrewd uh you know so and you know and 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 it, I, I, you know it's still like he's still getting like nearly 30 percent. he's still gonna be he's not gonna be poor he's no. more <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's gonna Just be poor or <laughs> yeah yeah i mean he's got what is it like 31 of those 30, 30? 20 21 21, 21. Mm-hmm. but but here's the thing about cork which is a lot uh, and that is like Quark is actually a better character for, you know, like like that that like hmm. like you know his uh, all of these these space nine like you know he's trying to make money he he's never getting it right like you know mm-hmm. uh, he's gonna be the Nagus no he isn't you know like his brother's gonna be the Nagus like you know all, all these things he's always trying and, and I I always love that striving in him mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. to have him make it is probably not the best character development like to have him like lose it much better. <laughs> 
true in the long run of things if they're going to come back. Um, I still want to know more. I did like Mariner and Quirk's uh, exchange kind of at the end. We get that moment in the bar. um, And there's the reference to the time Quirk did the hollow uh, using Kira. um, And there is some accidents there. Um, And there's a little bit of a blackmail in order to get her bar tab uh, cleared out. (laughs) Um, I I still, yeah, I'd love to know more about Mariner's time on Deep Space Nine. I think it would be really fun. I I mean, I want to know more about Mariner's time everywhere, right? Like, I I feel like I almost need... Like a flashback episode? Not even a flashback episode. It's, um, you know, there, there are certain series where you would have the episode and then there'd be like this webisode that happens mm, in between sure. the episode. I feel a, like a short track, maybe a short track. Like, I feel like I need a short track that follows almost every episode <laughs> that, that tells me the backstory of Mar- Mariner and whatever she was referencing. Right. Well, like HBO has this, uh, show called Pennyworth, which is basically, uh, Alfred's story. Right. Mm-hmm. So maybe like maybe like a a series that like is just Mariner the young days like you know like <laughs> I I true, mean true. I wouldn't be would bad work. at it <laughs> a prequel a lower decks prequel that's all about Mariner yeah uh, yeah I I'd watch it but like you know do we want live action or animated yes and <laughs> great <laughs> I'm, um, I'm live action I'll go live action. Yeah, I'd love to see Tawny Newsom. I'm excited for this live action crossover. I cannot wait. I know we have so much time we have to wait for it, but I'm excited. Um, Keen brings up a good point. Quirks franchises are still around in 2399 in Picard, so the deal didn't knock him out of business. So that is true. Nice. That's the that, that's some that's, <laughs> that's some deep research. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think if there's any, I had a couple of Easter eggs references, fun facts, but I think I got all of them except for, so the alpha quadrant alcohol gifts were Vulcan port, uh, Aldebrine whiskey, Romulan ale, Gal, Galarian milk, uh, Rysian Cabernet and, um, Andorian kegs. So lots and lots of stuff. Um, let's see. Oh, other things. Michael Cork is charging money for taking selfies uh, with station tourists uh, and Morn. Yes, there was Morn. Yes, yes, Morn's always Still there. Still at the bar. Um, lots of good stuff. Did you guys have anything else you wanted to talk about this particular episode? I have heard that this next episode, three hundred seven, is Tawny Newsom's uh, favorite of the season. So I'm excited Ooh, to see interesting. what happens. Exciting. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I got nothing. I'm I'm just, you know, like I'm excited for this season still. Like, you know, I'm sad there are only what four more episodes. Mm-hmm. And and but the uh, project's going to uh, uh start up, right? Yeah. Yep. We'll have uh the last episode of Lower Decks will uh be the same day as the first episode of Prodigy. So I think I, I think it's October 27th. I mm-hmm. think that's what I saw. Yeah. A bounty of trek riches for us to be had. <laughs> <laughs> What a pirate impression. Great, great candy there. Yeah. Arr, arr. <laughs> Let me cover my eye and get a parrot on my shoulder. Um, all right, guys. Well, I think that is it for us tonight. Thank you so much for joining us uh, tonight at the live stream. Or if you're listening to us later in the pod stream, thank you so much. Uh, you can find us live on YouTube every Thursday talking about Trek. And we'll continue to cover lower decks for the next few weeks. Um, you can subscribe, rate and review on Apple as well as Spotify. And you can find links to all of that and more at star trek pod.co as well as to our Patreon. 
Clyde, where can listeners find us on the internet? They can find us at StarTrekPod.co on Twitter, on Instagram, you name it. You can find us there, right? Yep. Star Trek Pod. At Star Trek Pod. Correct. Uh, Thanks for joining us again, Paul. Thanks for joining us. It was lovely to have you. Hopefully you don't get like shut down because of me. (laughs) No. This has been pain. This has been great. (laughs) Hopefully we would love to have you back next week um, and continuing to cover uh, lower decks. Until then, thank you all, everybody. Live long and prosper. Bye. Bye.